it's the cinema switch. Kristen Cinema hears that she might be primaried in a couple of years and decides, you know what? I'm out. I'll go to I'll go to the independent. And Rifma, Dave, is being signed into law by the progressive beacon that is Joseph Robinette Biden. He's a beacon. Jr. The third. He may need a beacon to get him in the right direction. He might. Might. And there's a new. Well, I don't. I don't want to call him a beacon, but there is a new Speaker of the House. And new committees have been assigned in South Carolina. We'll talk about it all today on the podcast. Welcome into the fastest growing podcast in the state of South Carolina. As of this recording, we are 13 days away from Christmas. I'll let you stress out a little bit there. All right, we're good. Welcome in. Justin Hall, Dave Wilson here with you. We have three stories we want to get to, and we're going to go rapid fire with them, try to get through all of these, because all of these have major implications both nationally and stateside. First, Dave. Yes. When you're going to be primaried in two years... You might as well do all that you possibly can to put yourself in a non-primaryable position. <laughs> and That's, one senator did. And Kristen Cinema out of Arizona did exactly that. And you know, I think this is the Carrie Lake effect. This is the Lake effect wins in politics when it comes sure. to that. Where, well done. Thank you very That's much. Good. I appreciated That's that good. one. Copyright Kristen tending. Cinema turned around and said she is a little, well, she didn't say, but her actions said that she seems a little bit fearful of the fact that she could get primaried from the Democratic side because apparently there are certain times where she just doesn't go far enough. That's true. And what's interesting as a woman who is openly LGBT. Yes. She's not. She's on the she's, B side she's of being. Not as, she's not as progressive as Joe Biden. No. Um, he is a standard bearer, though, from what I have heard. Yes, he is. We'll get into that later. Yes. Let's go to the biggest name in cable news. This is CNN. Is it only they're the biggest name in cable news because cable and news are in their name? Correct. Oh, okay. Correct. Just wanted to make sure also, that I knew that that was I, Now, fact. I will say, yes. my, my a former dean that I had over at the J School actually worked for CNN. Yes. One of the greatest men. Charles Bierbauer. Yeah, Charles yes. Bierbauer. Yes. He, yes. Back I was in, the in day, his office one day. Back in the day when CNN was... An actual news agency, yes. Right. Uh, I was in As opposed to the propaganda day. arm that is MSNBC? Correct. And now CNN. Um, Arizona Senator Kristen Sinema yes. is leaving the Democratic Party. And registering as a political independent, she told this to Jake Tapper in an exclusive TV-only interview because, well, we don't have CNN Plus anymore. I've registered as an Arizona independent. Did it last for any time at all? No. Like 12 minutes, maybe? Mm, maybe. maybe. It might have gotten to the first commercial. Okay. But it was an app, so did it have a commercial? I don't know. Um, I know some people might be a little bit surprised by this, but actually I think it makes a lot of sense, Cinema told Jake Tapper. I've never fit neatly into a party box. I've never really tried to. I don't want to. Removing myself from the partisan structure, not only is it true to who I am and how I operate, I also think it'll provide a place of belonging for many folks across the state and the country who are so tired of the partisanship. Really? Cinema's move away from the Democratic Party is unlikely to change the power balance in the next Senate. Uh, Democrats will have a narrow 51-49 majority that does include two independents that caucus with them. Which will now make three because well, you've got maybe. Maine's Angus King and Vermont's Bernie Sanders. She is not, however, Kristen Cinema has not committed to caucusing with them. She, she declined to explicitly say that she would do the same. She did note, however, that she expects her co- to keep her committee assignments, a signal that she doesn't plan to upend the Senate composition. 
So she's going to keep her committee assignments, which tells me there's kind of a, a wink, wink, nod, nod to the right. Democratic leader, Chuck Schumer. Well, she's, she has turned around on several occasions, and it is all, we had this discussion earlier this year when it came down to several things that were going on where you had Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, both Democrats, both in kind of maybe kind of independent Republican areas that have turned around and were swings on some key issues that were going on. And I think that goes back to the fact that you have to keep in mind that they are up for election in 24 and they're thinking that in what they're doing. I think Kristen Sinema turning around and saying that she is now going to go independent, but still caucus with the Democrats is just kind of a, like you said, it's a wink, wink, nod, nod kind of moment. Uh, because she, what she really does not want to have happen is get to the primary in Arizona in two years and poof, all of a sudden, now she's getting primaried from the right. Because she's yep. a poof poof. I was about to say, she have poof poof, 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 poof self pronouns. There we go. It keeps, it keeps coming back. It's, it's like a... Anyway, Arizona <laughs> Representative Ruben Gallego is rumored to uh, possibly be primarying her, and he's definitely not doing that because uh, he put out a statement saying, unfortunately, Senator Sinema is once again putting her own interest ahead of getting things done for Arizonans, which that means he's definitely not going to use this to run against her. No. Uh, so we'll see how this works out. Well, and the other part of it, too, is you have to look at Arizona. Arizona kind of has, the, they with registration by party. Correct. They have about 35% of folks who are registered as Republicans. You have about the same number in independents. And so this leaves this kind of wide open gap of the independent vote, as we have seen, as we saw in the Kerry Lake, uh, Masterson's uh, races. Uh, who did who did who beat Kerry Lake? What's her name? The <laughs> current governor. Of the governor elect. I elect, don't I don't know what her we, name is. Katie Katie Hobbs. That sounds maybe. right. And Mark Kelly beat Blake Masters. We knew Mark yeah. Kelly. Mark Kelly is Gabby Gifford's husband. Right. He's also an astronaut. Thought his brother was an astronaut. No, he was the astronaut. Oh, the okay. astronaut who the was twins, married to the congressman. I, I don't, there we I go. I don't care. Yes, or uh, I mean, a congress person. Congress people. People. Uh, as he, opposed to Congress. Whatever. Um, but she, but you know they're only married to one person because it's the same thing as what happened with Rufma. Rufma. Rufma is being signed by the president this week. That's a nice pivot, by the way. Uh, president Biden is set to sign Rufma. The Respect for Marriage Act. Which completely undercut and erased DOMA, which was the Defense of Marriage Act. Which basically well, what would you rather do, Dave? Defend marriage or respect marriage? Well, exactly. see? Exactly. And I love how they turned around and they tacked on because now we're, we're now going to legalize gay marriage. Gonna, but they also had to tack on interracial marriage. For whatever reason. For whatever reason, because if you voted against it, then you hate black people. Which, that's the logic. That's the logic behind it. I'm not going to argue with that because that's the logic. Gonna, now they're going to turn around and be able to say, for all of the folks who voted against the Respect for Marriage Act, you don't respect marriage, you don't respect gay people, you certainly don't respect black people because you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, xenophobe, white, xenophobe, white Christian, white Christian nationalist. nationalist. You also are partners with Putin. I is mean, that a, I mean, I'm not, is that I didn't, a political... I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't release a Russian arms dealer. Um, not this week, at least. I don't want to get into that. Really? But that was the biggest WNBA trade in a long time. Um, 
Biden is set to sign the Respect for Marriage Act. I'll leave that alone. I'll let that sit. Um, and now here's the crazy world we live in. Yes. All right, here, here's how we know it's 2022. Thank God it's almost 2023. I dread what's coming in 2023. Um, it's like you've been reading some sort of series of books or something. In case you haven't known, mm-hmm. he, mm-hmm. Justin's, do go, Justin's going through the Left Behind I'm late. series. I'm late to the game. It's okay that you're late getting through the game because eventually read, Jesus read, does come. I've read okay? eight of them. I've read eight of them in less than a calendar year. I think that's pretty good. That's a big. That's a big take right there. That's pretty good. I'm just saying. So yes, hey, the world we live in, 2022. Yes, Joe Biden. This is the write up in the AP. Oh, <laughs> we have friends at the AP. Um, I this, also love the fact that the, the the picture of this looks just as angry as it was. I love <laughs> gay marriage. Freedom to marry. Looks so angry in the pic. I'm just yeah. He, it, there it is. There's the lit up white house. Flag. There's Obergefell. All right. There's president. Anyway, yes. a decade ago, then Vice President Joe Biden shocked the political world and preempted his boss by suddenly declaring his support for gay marriage because that's what you do as a good Catholic. One of the country's most contentious issues, and he did it, Dave, on national television. He said, quote, it's going to be a political liability for someone to oppose gay marriage, and we need his job, our job, is to keep this momentum rolling to the inevitable. That is the key phrase that I have heard for from several folks, that this is an inevitable direction that things are going to be going. So we're if we if we're going to end up in the inevitable, we might as well rush ourselves there as <laughs> as quickly as possible, yes. right off the cliff, and sure. and call it a day. Because if you're going to drive off the cliff, you might as well do it now instead of later. Listen, listen to this next statement from the AP, specifically this writer Chris Majerian. Okay. I write about President Joe Biden in the White House. That's what he says. I'm not joking. That's actually oh, okay. that's the byline. Uh, Biden's signature will burnish his legacy as a champion of equality at a time when the LGBTQ, I'm offended that you don't have IA+, community is anxious to safeguard legal cha- changes from a backlash on the right that has used incendiary rhetoric, particularly against transgender people. Now... I always find this interesting, and maybe you've seen it and heard it, but you didn't know how to articulate it. Let me try to help. Common, cultural, accepted practice that has been practiced for thousands of years. Okay. Normal. Right. And I mean that with every fiber. I'll say it again on my chest. Normal. Normal thing, basic thing, left, pushes against it, alters it, wants to change it right conservatives say wait hold on don't do that and then left says why are you starting the culture war you shouldn't even care but also this is a good thing right so and then we hear the following republicans pounce conservatives pounce backlash of the right by simply stating that we are standing with a cultural norm that has been around for thousands of years I believe marriage to be between one man and one woman. And thank you, Rufma, for in the writing of the bill saying that there are people who have deeply held religious beliefs or or I guess they didn't take uh, Senator Feinstein's words of dogma. Oh, 
because it lives deeply, it lives le deeply, deeply and loudly in, yes, within, within me. you. So, so here's the thing. We live in a world where Joe Biden is going to be a champion of equality. Well, Joe Biden has jumped out ahead of this because I think... Joe Biden was opposed to gay marriage and abortion until 10 minutes ago. No, Joe Biden was, a, was for gay marriage way before. He pushed Obama across the finish line on okay. that one. But 2012 in political terms is not yeah, that long ago. It's not that long ago. Well, especially 10 years. I well, was a junior in high school. Especially when it comes to Joe Biden, because that has, that's well, just a, yeah. that's a blink of an eye for him. <laughs> a thousand years is a day. Um, <laughs> a day is like a thousand years. I'm not saying he's God. Um, no. I'm reading that part of the book. Uh, so anyway, they passed this. I want to play this compilation the AP put together. It's well done. A couple yep. of different floor speeches. It's only about a minute long. Listen to the language. Just listen to the words. Because as I've told you, as I've written about here at Palmetto Family, words matter. Words are important. Listen to how this is termed on the floor of the House and in the uh, celebratory uh, press conference. I rise in strong support of the Senate Amendment to H.R. 8404, the Respect for Marriage Act. I first introduced a version of this legislation in 2009, and I am very proud that after a long journey, it will soon be headed to the president's desk. Next year, I'll marry the love of my life. And it's unthinkable that if the Supreme Court heeds Justice Thomas's call, that our marriage might not be recognized in New Hampshire where we might be recognized in New Hampshire where we live, but not across the country. That's the reality that many couples fear. I hope and pray that my colleagues will find the courage to join me in opposing this misguided and this dangerous bill. On this vote, the yeas are 258, the nays are 169, present one. The motion is adopted. Today, Congress sends the Respect for Marriage Act to the president's desk, a glorious triumph of love and freedom. Let us salute those who've legislated and advocated relentlessly to make this bill the law of the land. This legislation is a chance to send a message to Americans everywhere. No matter who you are, who you love, you too deserve dignity and equal treatment under the law. She was almost giddy. Who? Nancy? Nancy Pelosi. I think, well, okay, let, let's rewind the clock a little bit here. So why do they talk about Justice Thomas? Because in the Obergefell decision that came down, it legalized uh, gay marriage, or at least made it constitutional based upon the actions and the decisions of a Supreme Court. Which well, doesn't mean constitutional. No, it just says that the based state is, is, is setting a precedent. The, the Court Supreme is. Court is stating a precedent on that. Yeah. Justice Thomas, in the decision that came down on the Dobbs case, wrote his own separate opinion in which he said... On substantive due process. Right. That there, because we're overturning Roe versus Wade, this could lead this court to look at reversing other decisions down the road. Taking the concept of stare decisis, which is... Hey, listen, we've made this decision. We're going to stick with it. We're going to stick with what our precedent has set. And kind of, he, he upended that. I think that when you have a democratically controlled Congress sure. in a lame duck session trying to get something passed before they lose 
control of the house, turned around and pushed this thing through with the help of dozens of Republicans who were behind that, including both Nancy Mace and Tom Rice here in South Carolina. Right. You know, I think that this is a place that they feel like, hey, listen, we've pushed as pushed and pushed as far across the line as we possibly can in that last minute effort to get as much done as they could before we get to January when they are no longer in control. Right. Specifically, I want to look at two things here. Yes. Uh, this is a glorious triumph of love and freedom. Glorious triumph. Love and freedom. I thought that the glorious... Glorious appearing. I was, haven't gotten to that part. I haven't gotten to that book. Don't spoil a, it. It's a good book. Even though I've read the other book that actually matters. Um, yes. And there actually is one of those in there too. Um, this is just interesting. This lame duck Congress, because that's what it is. The lame duck Congress are losing power in like 20 minutes because um, they're going to go home for Christmas and they're not going to come right. back until after back. the first theater. Right. Shouldn't it bother you? Shouldn't it, shouldn't it bother that conservatives just squelched on this? Oh, hundred percent. Okay. Just want to make sure for those because, of you who are only getting the audio of this. Because um, I'm uh, like. Sorry, but just in South Carolina, on this vote, it tells me that Nancy Mace and Tom Rice aren't conservative. They're Republicans, but they're not conservative. Well, it goes back to what we talked about a few episodes ago here on the podcast of what is a conservative. A conservative goes back to the fundamental building blocks of our society. And we go back to the fundamentals. And we go, okay, based upon the fundamentals of what our society is created upon, the foundation of those things, we stand on the foundations of those. And it's, well, you know, to, to take the little biblical reference here, it's kind of like, do you build your house on the rock or do you build your house on shifting sands? Because apparently Congress doesn't mind the shifting sand concept here because I think they're just surfing the, the shifting sands, hoping that they can get through before everything topples on. Right. And, and that's, I think, what we're seeing culturally happen right. in America right now is this kind of we'll surf our way through and hope that we're not going to get tripped up somewhere along the way. In so doing, we're just going to take everything else that has been the fundamental building blocks of everything that we believed in. Yeah, drag it down. And just it's it. oppressive. It is. It's speaking terribly of, oppressive. Speaking of oppressive. Yes. <clears throat> the heat in South Carolina is oppressive during the summer, but we're in the winter. So we come here in the winter and the legislators are back. That was a tough segue. I did what yeah. I could there. I did what I could. You did what you could. I did what I could. It was there. It was there. <clears throat> the House of Representatives was back in session. There is ago. No, they weren't there to make laws, so they were just can't there mess anything up. Reorganization. <laughs> just reorg. Right, because... Transfer portal day. <laughs> That's all this really is. Transfer portal. So the new house has now been seated. They have been sworn in. They have elected or re-elected Merle Smith as the speaker. And remember in school, like first yes. day or two, like sometimes you had the teacher who let you pick your own seats. Yes. And that lasted for a week until you lost those privileges because you're a terrible brat. Right. Any, your whole class. You got to pick your seats. Right. They did that too. Did they? Yeah, they did. They got to pick their seats. It was weird. But they like also, all of them were standing at the back. and They also kind of clump themselves together in in basically by I mean, the counties in which they live sure but like some of the counties switch from like being upper right to back left closer to the bathroom <laughs> closer to the cookie room if you really want to know what it is correct correct that, but explain explain yes. to the explain to the folks a little bit about uh we're going to show uh, a a quick clip of yep. speaker smith 
kind of tell folks what the importance of this speech was for him on day one. So it really sets the tone for where the legislature is set to go under a Speaker Merle Smith leadership. I think when you go back and you look over time, you go back and you take a look at what Bob Shaheen did in the 80s and early 90s, what David Wilkinson did after that. You take a look at what um, Bobby Harrell did. Each of them, and Jay Lucas, each of them had a little bit of a different style in which they did the leadership that was their position as the Speaker of the House in South Carolina. The Speaker of the House holds a lot of power and sway over what goes on in the legislature. So Speaker Merle Smith did several things, not the least of which was took committee assignments and reshuffled the deck. I mean, he totally rearranged some of the deck chairs and that has had a significant impact on what goes on. As a matter of fact, here's what he actually had to say when it comes to his thought process behind the assignments that he made when it comes to committee assignments in the South Carolina House. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, let, let me tell you this. This is, I've been through this. Uh, I guess this is my 12th time of being through committee assignments, and it's my first time for being in committee assignments as me making the committee assignments. So, so I've sat up here for, for all these times before me and heard speakers talk about how difficult of a job this is. And I can attest to you now that I wholeheartedly endorse those sentiments when I didn't before, especially the times I did not receive the committees I wanted. But, uh, but I can tell you this, is, is this is something I've labored over for the past few weeks. I spent the entire last week up here working on committee assignments, trying to, trying to place people appropriately. There is no mathematical equation for how I do this, unfortunately. And I wish there was. But the one thing I have done is I've taken into account a number of factors, which include seniority, demographics, gender, political party, personal experiences, diversity on each uh, committee, and your personal preferences. And some of you wrote me novels. Some of you did not send me anything. And so I've looked at everyone. And for those who had, I had questions, we reached out and contacted. The one thing I want you to know is, in my opinion, there is no bad committee to serve upon. And, and I am going to commit to you one rule that we passed yesterday was a rule that gives us the opportunity for us not to get up here and no disrespect to the clever people, which I participate in this little gag sometimes of not gag, but trick to tell Bubba this needs to go to whatever committee I wanted it go to. And the speaker didn't have time to read it. And we read it through. That's not happening anymore. We're going to go committee uh, bills that belong in subject matter committees are going to subject matter committees. I'm committed to that. I've looked at every committee and I put I what I've got senior people on every committee. I've got people I, I took into account the diversity. I took into account the political party. But most importantly, I took into account the talents that are going to be on that committee. And I wanted to make sure that I had people that I could trust that did work on those committees that we're going to make the, our job when it gets to the floor easier. Talk to me if you're not happy. So Representative Merle Smith, Speaker Merle Smith, mm -hmm. he referenced back to Representative Weeks, that's David Weeks, who has been his Democratic seatmate from Sumter yep. for the entire time that they have been in the House together. 
uh, Weeks was actually the one to nominate Merle Smith as Speaker of the House. I think when you start taking a look at the way Merle Smith is going to be running the South Carolina House, he is taking on a very specific type of approach, which is I'm going to put people where I think they need to be. And I'm going to be running this the ship a little bit differently than mm -hmm. what my predecessors have done. Um, it is a, a style that you have seen in the way that he handles things like the state budget. He handled the state budget the same way as chairman of House Ways and Means. And so I think as you begin to watch what's happening in the South Carolina House, you're beginning to see very quickly that Merle Smith's approach to leadership is a little bit different. One of the reasons that you see that or one of the ways that you see that actually is when you start taking a look at committee chairs. He has completely reshuffled the deck. There is, there used to be a, uh, at least one committee, the 3M committee, municipal, right. military, medical. medical committee that was at least chaired by a Democrat. No longer is that the case. Right. Uh, Celeste Davis out of Charleston is now the chair of the 3M committee. Uh, you have folks like Chris Murphy, who was the chairman of Judiciary, who has now moved to Ways and Means. Right. That is a huge move, especially on certain issues um, where we saw previously that Representative Murphy, as the chair of Judiciary, didn't allow certain bills to move through as easily. Last year, mm -hmm. Save Women's Sports being one of those. Mm -hmm. And so that's a, a move that has been done on that particular case. So you now you have Weston Newton, out of Beaufort, who is now going to be moving in as chair of that committee. And so as you look at the whole span, uh, there's a real mix of folks from across the state in leadership positions. Shannon Erickson from Beaufort is now heading uh, House Education and Public Works. Yep. Bruce Bannister out of Greenville is now leading Ways and Means. So there is a good cross-section of leadership, and I think this is one of those places where Merle Smith has done his part to turn around and say, hey, listen, I'm going to put my stamp on the way that the house is going to be running and operating this year. We'll see how that plays itself out as we get further into the legislative session starting in January. Oh, oh, yeah, starting in January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, it, it, I, I think this reorganization is going to be interesting. It's going to be different. Um, it's going to take some getting used to for those of us who work. Oh, we're not in the Beltway. Right, right. Actually, this, yeah. This isn't as sticky as the Beltway, is it? I've no, been it's in the not Beltway. the Beltway. The Beltway but is awful. We're at, least, we're at least surrounded by three, inter we're, we're enclosed by three interstates. 26, 20, and 77 do at least. And 126. Did you have to throw in that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's four. We're boxed oh, in. We're boxed in. We're boxed in. Actually, we're polygoned in, but that's a subject for a geometric sort of discussion later. I was told there would be no math. Come on, man. And yet, there we Dang see. it. Um, All right. So, that's what's going on after the weekend. There's plenty more to get into. There are other things, but we just don't have the time. I think, the only, I think the only other thing that we really have to, to bring up here is there is a, a quote that was played uh, that, that Tommy Pope. Yes. He was the elected as, yet again, the Speaker Pro Temp of the House. Mm -hmm. That is makes him the number two person in the South Carolina House. And he made a not-so-veiled <laughs> reference to the efforts by yes, some folks to turn around and make uh, the voting that takes place in there and the ways that things are going uh, where basically Republicans are attacking Republicans. 
Mm -hmm. uh, he made it very clear that's not really the way we need to be doing business in South Carolina. I, I just really, it's so exciting, and but we get caught up in the rush here. But but when we have a a tough issue, you know, I've heard Todd Rutherford talk about we have a tough issue. It's kind of like the courtroom. Then we can leave and go out together and have dinner together and move on. But when we have a tough issue, and you stand up and take a picture of the board. Are you doing that to celebrate success? Are you doing to set yourself apart of how much more pure or how better a legislator you are than the other people that are on the board? You need to search your heart and think why it is we're doing that. Are we here to combat each other? Are we here to represent the state? I got taken by several representatives as they don't want us taking pictures with the board anymore. And I want to make sure I want to make sure we understand that there, there's 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 an interesting dichotomy here because we don't have this in the Senate. No, right? there's only in the House that we have this. We have and a voting. So the, there's the voting board, which you can see how people vote on a particular bill or an amendment or whatever. Um, yeah, red, that, red means no. no green, green means, means yes. yes. Yeah. White means I'm not voting. Right. Or I'm not present. Or I'm not present. So. It's not so much that they don't want you taking pictures of it. It's just I think within the Republican caucus we saw a lot of. I'm going to take that, fighting? use that, and and turn around and stick your stick my eye my stick my finger in your eye there over this particular issue because of the way that you voted. Right, and I think that's that's an effort by Republican leadership within the House to try to quell that down a little yes, bit. Yes, because there's they're realizing this, and here's here's the final way that things break themselves down. Republicans picked up six seats in the House of Representatives. Supermajority. 88 seats. You should pass whatever you want. Right. Ironically, um, because of this, with Republican pickups, it also reduced the number of the racial diversity number down, as a matter of fact, because five of those seats were actually held by African-American Democrats who are no longer in the House. How does that play itself out? What does the Black Caucus do with that? That's gonna be a really interesting thing to see how that dynamic plays itself out as we get into how votes go and mm -hmm. how the minority works with certain factions of the majority to try to get things done. It's got historical precedent, but that would be stare decisis, and that would be something totally, Clarence Thomas totally would be different. A, Clarence Thomas would be against that. That's yes, all would. we have for you today. Just a reminder, tomorrow you're going to be hearing uh, from uh, Ken Bravik of School Ministries with uh, our new push. It's not new, but our revamped push heading into 2023 about protecting children and making sure we keep pornographic materials out of school libraries and community libraries and the sort. We have the magazine. If you would like the magazine please email us, email at palmettofamily.org. You can also visit our website, palmettofamily.org, if you want to get that magazine. We'll be talking with him tomorrow about that issue and more specifically how school ministries uh, comes alongside churches and schools to equip kids in this new culture. And go ahead and pull out your calendar now and put down March 18th to be in the North Charleston area. We're going to be hosting a national conservative forum in conjunction with partners from across the country. So you can be hearing from folks who have at least the concept of making their way to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. We're gonna be hearing from potential presidential hopefuls as those as well as those who probably by that time already have already declared themselves 
as candidates for presidency of the United States of America. Coming to South Carolina March 18th, North Charleston Convention Center. We'll have more details on that, but go ahead and mark your calendar now because you're going to want to be a part of that. And if you or your company would be interested in being a sponsor of that, please reach out to us. You can email us at email at palmettofamily.org. Put in that title, sponsorship, so that we can talk with you specifically about ways that you or your company can be a part of that event here in South Carolina with Palmetto Family. We look forward to talking with you the rest of this week. Uh, again, just a reminder, tomorrow we'll hear from Tim Brady from School Ministries. For Kevin Kyello, Mitch Prosser, who you will be with again tomorrow. Dave Wilson, I'm Justin Paul. We will talk to you later this week.